0: hi everyone hey lisa how, <laughs> Hello, lisa. how are you
1: hi. <laughs> that
0: that hi everyone said yeah. in no uncertain terms <laughs> to me i smoke pot before i do pop-ups no i actually i mean
1: i don't actually i've never done a recording hi But um, change
2: that I don't care. Like certainly feel free to well
1: no, because I'm like when I get high I just ramble and like I mean
2: pop-ups might be the place for it, honestly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second Popsicle pop-up. I don't know if there's a need to say that's the second one, because there's going to be, you know, many more down the road. Uh, This is going to be an irregular series of the Popsicle team breaking down stories that we, for whatever reason, just couldn't resist talking about. Basically, it means that one or more of us got to bug up our ass to talk about something new because we liked it that much. Sometimes it's just two of us. Sometimes it'll be all of us, uh, somewhere in between. Um, but it'll never be just uh, one of us kind of uh, monologuing uh, like a Shakespearean actor um, at you. Uh, so, welcome. You know, today we're going to be talking about two different things, um, both from this past week, both new to us, and just in general, um, some thoughts about these series. But we've got Obi Wan Kenobi episode three um, that aired just this last week, uh, which is kind of big, and Strange New Worlds, Spock uh, the fifth episode of. Strange New Worlds, uh, but you know we're also going to be talking kind of in general about Strange New Worlds as well because we haven't spoke about it yet, and we're all definitely Strange New Worlds fans. Am I correct on yes. saying that? Oh my <laughs> God. yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and, yes, and, yes,
1: yes, so yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, very yes. And we have
2: everybody today but Kelly Sue. So we've got Justin oh. Penniston. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Awesome. You? I'm I'm good, I'm here, this is fun. Um, I've got, we've got Claire Thorne. Hi Claire Thorne, how are you?
3: Hi, and uh, to our audience out there today, you're welcome that we did not call uh, this not series, um, Popsicle, a bug up our ass.
2: <laughs> that would have been fun though that would yeah. have been fun yeah yeah but yeah what would, what I, would I, you have I, done
3: with the visual uh with the visual uh guide uh, for that on lisa <laughs> i don't want to talk about it okay
2: <laughs> we'll wait till she's high then we'll get it on recording
1: uh,
2: uh, see what she has to say and of course that's lisa k weber who was just uh chatting hi lisa hi <laughs> we're all sitting here this lovely friday afternoon um so yeah uh uh i feel like Let's start with Star Trek because we haven't discussed it and everybody here is into it though. Not everybody has seen the most recent episode. That's not going to stop us though from talking about that. And in general, Claire hasn't seen the most recent episode yet.
3: There's nothing that can spoil in for such a treat. I know tonight last night was two episodes of, of see. Okay. I cannot handle saying stranger things or strange new worlds. Without doing it with that much like <laughs> thought Thoughts, process, yeah, it, yeah, sure. like yeah, yeah. So last night was watching a lot of Stranger Things <laughs> and Obi Wan, and tonight we're watching all of the Star Trek and kind of um, catching up. And Orville is out, which oh, I know, bad sure. I know that bad people are a mixed bag on yeah. Orville, but there's a new season of the Orville, and honestly, it's the it's kind of my second favorite Star Trek experience. Even though you know it's not Star Trek, but it. It has the vibe. Very next generation. So good. It's so next generation. Yeah. Um,
1: I love the Orville. Anyway.
2: All right. Uh, maybe have to check it out. Uh, but I, the one thing that really got me wanted to talk about Strange New Worlds last night was uh, the Spock. This is a Spock episode, and (laughs) every time he speaks, I hear Leonard Nimoy in a lot of what he says, and like it, like it breaks my heart and it fills my heart up at the same time and this yeah. episode is so focused on on him mm-hmm. uh, and it's so romantic as well like the sexual tension in the room between Spock and his wife or his fiance sorry I was like I was so drawn into this episode for that alone um I thought it was beautiful like uh, they Vulcans fuck, and I'm like yeah
0: <laughs> so far. Was, it's amazing
2: no I that's, agree
1: I like that's I where we like, get
0: little baby Vulcans from yes right. exactly yes, I yeah. liked
1: seeing the romantic side of the Vulcans yes um Ethan Peck is fucking mm. incredible as Spock yeah. I don't know where he came from but he is he's like perfect baby Spock like perfect. he's so fucking perfect um and yeah, the, I don't know the name of the actress who uh, was. We can look. Playing, um, to ping was that her name? Right. Um, and but she was fucking incredible too. Yeah. Like the both of them, like playing off each other in like the Freaky Friday situation <laughs> they got themselves into. And by the way, I love that like Vulcans are all like very like logic, and then they just straight up do magic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they just straight
1: up like do magic, even though they're all like, oh, we're Her name's very like, to bring in our logic. To bring
0: is the character's name. Yes.
1: The Pring. Yes. So it's Gia Sandu. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gia Sandu. Yeah. Nice, G.S. nice work. Gia Sandu.
1: Word to props. She was fucking incredible, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I just love, in general, in Strange New Worlds, like, I mean, obviously, the four of us are all longtime Star Trek fans. We all like come from a deep love of Next Generation and of course of the original series. And I love all of the references to the original series in this Mm -hmm. iteration. Yeah. Um, It's like such a fucking like pleasure treat to watch like down to Pike's like dress uniform. That's like the green V-neck wrap that yes. Kirk wore yeah. in the original yeah. series. And I was like, oh my God, I recognize that. I love that. <laughs> it looks um, great
2: too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, last night's episode was just like pure joy. And like the concept of a alien species that practices radical empathy mm-hmm. is so fucking Star Trek. It's so perfectly old mm-hmm. school Star Trek that I just, I was so happy. It was just like fizzing happy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like watching this this series is like watching the next
3: generation but without the old like need to write scripts with contrived conflict in Mm -hmm. in, which is i think where next generation sometimes kind of lost it you know i don't know it's just so wonderful and i'm thinking back to the second episode um which was about number one of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that moment when she's <laughs> offering her resignation to Pike and there's just no conflict about it. He's just immediately like, well, no, I'm not. You have my full support and I'll go to battle mm-hmm. for you against in any direction against any person. And it's I that you're saying. Yeah. that this family is on this ship is just out of the gate unified and just amazing. And we haven't even really dived into all of the characters
1: yet. Well, I don't know if we have the time on this pop-up, but I agree. Like every character, I love this version of Uhura. I love like the Nunyan Singh character. Um, The only character I don't like is um, the woman at the helm. Oh. Ortegas. I was Ortegas? just getting ready to say one of I my favorite like characters I think is. That she's too. I think she's too sassy. She's too <laughs> sassy. <laughs> There's no. Too,
0: sassy. That's wow. not a theme. You hear wow. that, Ortegas? You, you know, need to dial it back some. Wow! Wow! Man.
1: I <laughs> say, I don't. It's not like I dislike her. I'm just like. She's great like as a as a character she's great there's nothing to dislike about her there are just times where it's like now is not the time for your sass, for your sass.
2: <laughs> wow taking the yeah. captain role right there lisa k weber
3: but you can rest you can rest easy lisa because they're going to give us an episode that focuses on her character yeah, that I'm will sure give will. us oh, a totally heartfelt and meaningful reason for the sass oh yeah, yeah. Like, it's be amazing. i
1: mean the thing is like i say this now and i'm sure that like you can play it back for me later and i'll be like when i say oh my god i love also- Hershey, she's my favorite <laughs> also also you're a huge
3: uh- fan of the orville so if you're you're not in tune with the SASS.
2: I'm oh, sure but that's all. Orville sass.
3: is like all, it's just all sass. SASS. Yeah, it's true. Well, the, so great so it's like it Ortegas,
0: the,
2: the great thing to me about Ortega's
0: the great thing to me about Ortega's SASS is because whenever she does it, when she's actually at the helm, mm-hmm. everyone looks at her like, "What did you just say?" You know, <laughs> and like, and no, you know, because Pike is who he is. Because I mean, he's characterized as someone who would let something like that slide,
1: so mm-hmm. everyone yeah. lets it slide
0: you know what yeah, I mean? Totally. But fair. There, it's it's definitely not. It's not completely swept under the rug. You know what I mean? It's like because it is almost out of place on a Starfleet vessel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and probably no one else, no other cat like Picard wouldn't put up with that shit. Kirk wouldn't put no, up with that shit. That. Yeah. Cisco would have shot her. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> You oh my hope. goodness <laughs>
1: like, it's true pike's a different kind of captain yes so Pike is yeah.
0: a different kind of captain yeah um, well i
3: do like that she's the voice of the like what the are seriously we're gonna do that like because there that is what the audience is thinking half the time in star trek mm. it's like really we're gonna do that okay <laughs> <laughs>
0: um i really i love this particular show because it is a throwback in so many ways it and it really does blend the vibes of both the original series and next generation like to to produce its own thing its own nostalgic but still very very modern thing Mm -hmm. um it i like the show because there's just the right amount of conflict actually i i you Mm -hmm. know not to not to contradict what Claire was saying earlier, but like, I loved, I, I agree with her. I love that Pike didn't offer, he just said, no, you know, I support you and that's how it is. And they didn't have to belabor that. But also that would have been a repeated beat because Una had already had, you know, number one really had already dealt with La'an and her difficulties with it. So, you mm-hmm. know, like, and, and that was appropriate because that's all character revealing stuff, you know? Mm-hmm and
3: i guess what I'm, I'm referring to is like contrived like no, yeah you, I, agree characters. I agree with you yeah like
0: i said i don't want to i'm not intending to contradict yeah you. yeah just sort of you know bouncing off the point you made justin um,
3: you and i are both part of the amazing susan and tilly bridges um rpg star trek yes. rpg we're in different ships so we don't get to play together yes very often but still i just want credit for the fact that on my ship, the Bellerophon, I am the chief medical officer. And one of the things that I have done in our uh, storytelling adventure is install a transporter in the sick bay because I'm like, we just need people to go straight to the sick bay, no dragging them through the halls or whatever, just put them there. So I'm taking credit for the transporter in (laughs) the sick bay in Strange New Worlds.
2: Well, speaking of the sick bay, I fell in love with Churchill chapel chapel chapel, oh, chapel. chapel. Yeah. i fell in mm-hmm. love with her last night hard like i like hard falling in love like <laughs> totally it's uh <laughs> like her character is really interesting to me in like the star trek world because usually like the player is the dude in star trek you know like uh uh james riker or not not james Riker. will, will wait will will riker uh james t kirk james sorry t. mixing kirk. usually it's the dude that's like the player and yeah. she seems to be she's given that role and I love it and she's (laughs) Mm -hmm. wonderful and I when she gets that grin on her face after Spock teases her I was like lady you just stole my heart and it was wonderful
0: it's funny because like to me that was the thin undercurrent of tragedy in the episode yeah because Chapel's in love with Spock oh yeah yeah Yeah, totally like and that gets dealt with in the original series you know yeah you know and and you know just kind of heartbreaking effect you know yeah and like this is we, what we're seeing is how this all, how that all begins, right? you know? Exactly. And it's kind of like, I'm like, oh, that just sucks. Unrequited love just sucks, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I have a feeling I'm going to connect with her very hard in I future episodes on that so. count, and yes. i
0: <laughs> she, yeah. she, but she is a great character. She is mm-hmm. much to my surprise, like one of the breakout characters of the show for me. Yeah. Um. Although I have to admit, I'm really really wish that they had just had rebecca romaine play both roles and never said anything about it because
3: (laughs) major barrett played both
0: number one and nurse chapel that's you know (laughs) i think that would have been a fun shout that would have been funny um Uh, can we talk about
3: the visuals in the show a bit i mean i just i get that it's because we're in the era that we're in now and we have the technology but the not this this week's episode but the one before the when there were you know, going into the black hole area and mm-hmm. just the full tilt, mm-hmm. like interstellar level, like visual of that was just.
1: are fucking insane. Even yeah. on last uh, night's episode. Sorry, Claire, not to spoil, no, but like last right night's ahead. episode when they watched the solar sail. Oh my god, oh, yeah. god. that was really it was gorgeous. Was fucking gorgeous. gorgeous. Was just really really Wow. Like, wow. Cap. cap wow. Uh, what a what a
2: <laughs> cap off to a romantic episode. It was beautiful. Yeah. 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 Like, um, yeah, it's
1: incredible. And I want to,
0: again, not to bring it to something that Claire hasn't seen, but the thing that I really loved about Strange New Worlds, from like almost from a production standpoint, from this most recent episode, and you know, um, you sort of sort of alluded to this earlier, Lisa, but Ethan Peck, and, and also Gia Sandu. Um, you know, they go through their Freaky Friday moment and watching them play as each other <laughs> yes, was Wonderful. sheer joy. Yes. Yes,
1: know? exactly. And,
0: like, and it, that actually was the moment when for Ethan Peck, you know, like he's more than a guy doing a Leonard Nimoy impression. And mm-hmm. he's more than just, you know, the grandson of a super famous grandfather. He mm-hmm. is like a guy with real skill. Yeah. Like yeah. he he pulls that off really really well and i was and, I, and like to the viewer you know oh that that's not spock that's to print you know yeah. and it yeah. really really worked you know it's really good I, I was super impressed with that with the, the just the those the subtleties of their performances um it brought me back to orphan black a little bit actually
3: okay i really need to read actor bios more frequently because now i'm just John oh. dropped he's the grandson
0: of Gregory Peck. Yeah. Gregory yeah.
1: Peck. Yeah. 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 That you just um, um you informed me on that just now too. I was oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. when you said son of a famous, like grandson of a famous actor, I was like, oh, he must be Gregory Peck's grandson. Yeah. And I yeah, was yeah, yeah. like, oh, cool. Nice. And, and that is cool.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> um and the cool thing about it is you didn't know because it's only an asterisk it's not like yeah it's not who he is you know he's right. the guy playing spock now yeah and yeah. as much as i like zachary quinto i'm feeling like ethan peck is, is the guy my favorite yeah. modern spock you yeah. know agreed. agreed listen
1: we love zachary quinto oh dude yeah but yeah, no, no, no shade guy. on Zachary quinto, no, shade. no yeah. shade at all on zachary quinto but this performance of spock like the passos that he's mm-hmm. able to like bring to this mm-hmm. You know, obviously traditionally very cold character is like, I mean, wow. Well, and- wow. Yeah. But I
3: also feel like he's nailing the place in time that Spock is, the age yeah. that Spock is. And mm-hmm. I don't, you know, maybe that shouldn't feel like such a big variation. Um, the way, you know, like a younger Kirk versus an older Kirk, you know what I mean? But I just feel like you you see his uncertainty and he's not quite this the the in control Spock that we have later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A yeah. Bit. yeah. And, yeah. And more than that, exactly.
0: I think that Ethan Peck is being given much more truly Star Trek material than Zachary Quinto ever got. You know,
2: yes. I think yeah. It's, it's I yeah. Think yeah. That is also true. Uh, it was very action driven. Series, though I did like the, the third one felt more like a, a traditional Star Trek than the first. Yes, episode, the, I, it's, my favorite, quite, favorite. it's yeah, my favorite Likewise, yeah. likewise. Um, so, same. you know, we're here.
0: <laughs> uh, we all agree. That's
2: a, that's we're a nice all
1: way. The, we're all the exact same kind of Star Trek nerd, obviously. I think so.
0: I think so. <laughs> Except I, that I'm the kind who desperately wants more Ortegas. That's me.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'll get there by the end of the season. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. it's going to be my Beverly cats. That's what I was going to say. How much I dislike Ortega's yeah. in the beginning.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, she's your Beverly
2: cats. <laughs> um, I want but I-
0: more Ortega's. I want more Dr. Mbenga.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my God, and I yes. Want,
0: and I really want,
1: Well, clearly, I have we're not been
0: satisfied. Ha- my number one Jones has not yet been satisfied. And like, I felt like the the episode that focused on her was too early. Like, we didn't have a read on sure. who she was yet. On who? To, to, to get, uh, number one, to okay. get that, on number one. To get that, like, yeah, okay. we didn't know who her baseline character was well enough for them to, to reveal a big secret about her. Do you know sure. what I'm saying? Right. Like, that felt that felt rushed to me. Um, and mm-hmm. I want more of that character and their role in Starfleet and their role on the ship and how they are in a crisis that sure. doesn't revolve around them. You know, like, sure. I want to see a little bit more of that. Um, and we got a little bit more of that in this episode, yeah, actually, yeah. which I'm glad about. It was um, nice. Yeah. It was,
2: it was levity always helps, I think. Uh, but those three characters
0: yeah. I want more of, and I will never get enough Cadet Uhura, who is... No, she's never. Oh, never, can I just... Yeah.
1: Like, I know we're coming up on time, but I just <laughs> want delightful. to say that the second episode was the one I watched after feeling real dark about strange oh, sure. things and about mm-hmm. the state of the world and everything um the second episode is the one I watched and that's of course the one where we're introduced to Uhura and like the that whole episode was just so Mm -hmm. fucking beautiful so beautiful and again I love the callback to Nichelle Nichols and like her singing Singing. on the Mm -hmm. show and everything and I was just like oh man this is just absolute perfection Yeah, this entire like it's just perfect. So perfectly done.
0: I love that they're making her not a radio operator. She is someone who's an expert on cultures and languages and how people relate to one another and Mm -hmm. like, I'm digging that shit because
3: language is that complex. It is that meaningful in society. It's not just a, a translation service.
2: Yeah,
3: it's so yeah I like that it is I like that they're they're understanding the characters. I also like that they're just understanding the sci-fi concepts and yeah. the 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 bigger like themes and um, the the sci-fi um, storylines that they're bringing through. They're really f- really understanding well, researching well, and making it feel like an actual you know place that we could come to in society if we survive God, can we 500 please, years from now
1: can that please be <laughs> who we become i know that means that wow. we're going to have to go through world war 3 and the eugenics wars or whatever bullshit but can we please on the other side of the dark times be that yeah, just that
2: would be so nice. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if we could just do it without the eugenics form and
1: stuff. And I know it'd be great if we know. could maybe if we all yeah, if we that? could skip some of it. Yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. Let's, I would uh, I, I vote for skipping that and just going straight to the utopian future, please. Thank you. Well,
2: let's just well, why don't we just jump on into Star Wars now? Then
1: all right. I'm gonna uh, that's our utopian gonna, future. Yeah, what I'm not watching Obi-Wan, so I'm gonna tap out y'all. Oh, but have okay.
2: Fun. So, I mean, yeah, uh, obviously, the big thing, the big talking point of this episode is cool. Vader comes oh. back with, like, like, like and he's he brings hurt. it, like, he's got to bug up his ass, talk about, oh my God, like that guy. Vader,
0: petty drama queen that he is, yes. is just like at yeah. the very top of his game. Like walking through that village and just
2: killing people indiscriminately to, to draw out Obi Wan. It's uh-huh. just like, Jesus, this dude is like, yeah, single-mindedly, he'll do whatever he can.
0: Uh, you know, it's so much time is spent with Anakin Skywalker in a heroic role. Mm-hmm. And of course, he notably turns back to the good side at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah.
3: Well, it's hard to see that from here, isn't it? We yeah. Have, yeah, it's, yeah, we haven't
0: had enough, like, we need to be reminded that even his, you know, coming back to save his son is not enough to redeem. This was the worst villain that they had to offer. Yeah. And he is steeped in evil. Well, the, 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 his anger is so
2: patient. Like he doesn't, he doesn't just charge ahead into something angrily and like lash out anymore. Like the, the Anakin that we knew before, Darth Vader. Dan, Darth Vader is like, he's, you know, the fire jumps back up a second time and he just sort of stands back and kind of lets Obi-Wan get rescued and he just stands there. He, He patiently makes his way through this town. He's so like, there there's and that makes it even more frightening to me
1: almost
0: there's two two things going on in my mind there yeah because a i think right everything all of it right up to letting obi-wan get taken away Mm -hmm. is the slow pulling of the wing off of the butterfly yes is like he's confident i'm gonna get you yeah oh for sure oh yeah you know and and that over that overconfidence is a very anakin skywalker trait but you, you know and so, it's just all the more delicious to let you have that little <laughs> bit of hope. Yeah, you know? it's,
3: it's overconfidence, but it's also a person who isn't feeling one emotion and then in this this situation suddenly feeling anger. This is a character who goes back to his little like tank thing that he you know <laughs> hangs out in and is feeling the same level of anger and rage and hatred everywhere and he goes. All yeah. the stuff all the time it's just yeah. you know like um hulk it's like mark Ruffalo's like uh, my secret is i'm always angry <laughs> you know it's like he's just he has become those things
0: yeah but there's also just uh, vader he killed one person that he loved mm-hmm. you know at least as far as he knows and that's badly and it's entirely possible that he doesn't want to feel that way again you know like he didn't kill Ahsoka when he probably could have he didn't kill um, he doesn't kill Obi-Wan here and like it's not there's a part of me that thinks maybe he holds back a little sure you know I mean when he does kill Obi-Wan finally Obi-Wan lets him do it you know what I mean and so who's to say that vader if he hadn't been almost tricked wouldn't have prolonged that fight do you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying sure um found a way to capture instead of kill obi-wan
2: yeah yeah now that Um, i I can see a a bit of that i mean that humanity certainly has to be in there somewhere for the ultimate sort of reversal at the end of return yeah
3: we not gonna talk about you and McGregor now.
2: No, no, it's not goodness, it's uh hesitation. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah.
0: it's 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 also it's selfish, you know, not wanting to kill someone you love. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I think it's a selfishness, mm-hmm. you know. Ooh.
3: Okay, <laughs> we're we're talking about you and McGregor now. Yeah, yeah right? we can talk about okay. Ian McGregor and his hair and yeah. the way his hair falls in his face when he's fighting.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> oh my! Um,
3: <laughs>
0: you know, and uh, I think Kelly Sue may have said it in the last uh, <laughs> pop-up, but you know, you forget that Ewan McGregor can act. He is mm. a good oh, actor. Yeah. He's yeah.
3: always been a really good actor.
0: Yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of I watched maybe the first third of Revenge of the Sith the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of wanting to you know and the delight with which he played obi-wan kenobi mm-hmm. and then juxtaposed with this version of obi-wan kenobi it just shows an incredible range this man has you yeah know? yeah um and also you know yet another episode where that little girl vivian lyra i forget her last name uh, brown maybe um mm-hmm. is just killing the little carrie fisher vibes She's yes. just killing it. oh god she's yes so great yes.
3: vivian great. lyra blair blair okay yes the fact that they give um ben the the mistake of saying her real name like he's the one who f's up the whole like we've got to be <laughs> you know it's, it's so smart brilliant yeah. it was so she's just like <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so great! Oh.
2: What do we think of the uh, the new character we're introduced to,
0: the undercover? What's
2: her name? Oh,
3: Indira. Oh.
0: Tala, yeah, Tala. It is very difficult for me to judge anything Indira Varma does because I love her so. She's <laughs> she's phenomenal. Yeah. Back she's to the days great.
3: when I was a huge fan of the HBO series Rome that Mm -hmm. she was that's my introduction to her and she was amazing it's been
0: in my heart since she was in a really beautifully made you know very sultry sexual movie called Kama Sutra Mm -hmm. but I believe made by 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 Mira Nair um and it, it was her and Sarita Chowdhury and Naveen Andrews from Lost and it's just a gorgeous movie filled with gorgeous people yeah and I have had a massive crush on her ever since. She was also in the Bollywood version
3: of adaptation of Pride and Prejudice called Bride and Prejudice, which Ah. was, you know. And then,
0: yes, seeing her in Rome, seeing her in Game of Thrones, seeing her in Luther. Mm Woo! She is, I've been a long, I've long been a fan of hers. Um, But I thought she really, she brought a lot of heart to this role, I'll say that. Yeah. And... Uh, I saw I saw just the headline, but I guess there was originally an intent to make yeah. Tala love a love interest for Obi Wan. Saw that too, and yeah. that would have been a poor choice, I think. And I'm yeah. glad they didn't go that direction. But they steered away. Much stronger this way, I think. As I, someone who's simply heroic for heroic's sake. Yeah. yeah,
3: I think her character helps rectify some of the issues I have with Star Wars, just in general, as a franchise, like there's just things that that enter my head. And I'm like, I just don't understand how this works. Like I don't understand how the empire works exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so to put this element in there, that there are people who were part of the empire, right. That they're part of this machine. And then the machine suddenly is doing something different. It's it's revealed itself. And there are people within that machine that are like, no, yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't want to be a part of this. Just giving it that. And it's not so much that it's illogical. It's just, I don't think the storytelling dives down deep enough into all of these groups to really give me, Never did, and I agree. Yeah. It, to yeah. give me a feeling of like, oh, okay.
2: You, you Which kinda... is why
3: a character like, you know, in the, um, force awakens and like, what's his name? Um, hucks or whatever
0: yeah like he just Armitate feels Hux, Hux, he just
3: right. feels like a clown to me because they're not they don't spend any time over there on the other side giving me you know any kind of character depth but yeah but this helps this yeah helps i was i was bit. gonna
2: say yeah this this you actually cleared me a little bit I was gonna say that this sort of shows the cracks in the empire that are even forming mm-hmm. this early on that i think you get a little bit of that in is it rebels there, there are some characters uh, that that also kind of represent these cracks early on in the in the Empire that have joined up, but now are like maybe
3: we maybe were com- not. completely um, charmed by the group of star stormtroopers that get onto the transport, and how there's the <laughs> one guy there was a, there was actually personality in the stormtroopers, like yeah. you could tell the difference between them. Yeah. One stormtrooper is like, I'm I'm doing business. We've been on this mission. We'll find the Jedi. Find and then the guy sitting next to him was just like. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Frank, <laughs> see you, Frank. Let's
0: go. <laughs> just enjoying um, his day. You know, this is really the first time in live action that we've really been treated to the fact that the Empire is pretty fucked up. You know? Yeah. Um, like even in solo, they're really just presented as the other side. They're not mm-hmm. presented as the evil side, you know. Right. Um and you never see the effects of the Empire's evil on the regular people, mm-hmm. you know, in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's all presented from the perspective of, you know, the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And like, so this show, and then they did a lot of that in Rebels, but that's, you know, not everyone has seen Rebels. Yeah, right, I mean, that right. was fucking amazing. You
2: should if you haven't.
0: Yeah. Um, still the best thing in Star Wars, that's mm-hmm. not The Empire Strikes Back, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah.
3: Um, Well, and having all of this as the root for what turns Leia into general Leia at some point, like this is the, this is the seed being planted for like, yes, I do want to be in a position of influence so that Mm -hmm. I can change things. And I've been given this represent, I've been given this example of what, you know, being an underground operative slash rebel is. And the bravery that it takes, I, I, and that I, moment when she tells Indira to go back, and she's like, "I got it, I'm I'm good from here."
2: Yeah, <laughs> she's great. No, I, I feel like there's something about her that, and I mentioned this in text at one point that, uh, there I, I I feel there's some sort of force sensitivity about her in the how she how well she is able to read people, and and kind of see kind of beneath the, the characters of people and how she talks to people in that sort of regard. Um, like the beginnings of some sort of Force-sensitive nature in which she's Mm -hmm. just better at responding to people like that. Like uh, she has a deeper understanding of the person across from her.
0: You're probably right about that. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I mean, in terms of the intention of the writers and directors and everything. But there's, because with the exception of Last Jedi, Leia's never really portrayed as Force-sensitive. She's never really, she's just a badass. Yeah. And most of me prefers that. Mm-hmm. because they never really got into her being you know a force use, a force wielder mm-hmm. i like the idea that she's just intuitive she's just smart she's just capable and yeah. i think i also think that's better for female characters all around you know you you don't have to be magic to be bad to be a badass to yeah. be but that's it, just
3: the mm. flip side of that justin is that like i'm i like the idea that she is on equal terms i mean she's a twin So if the fact that the force sensitivity is passed genetically, right? Like from,
0: Mm -hmm. I I, want
3: that to go equally to the girl and the boy, right? That's my only- I completely
0: agree with you. I completely agree with you. Um, I think we're getting to the crux of it for me is I didn't really want her to be Vader's daughter. And in fact, Mm. this is the first time, because even her as the mother of Kylo Ren, it never impacts on us that she is Vader's daughter. Do you know what I'm saying? It's more about Kylo Ren being his grandson than about Leia being his daughter. And here for the first time, does it matter that she's related to Darth Vader? You know, that she's related to Anakin Skywalker? Like it truly matters to the story now in a way that I I really enjoy. And so when, when I say, I don't wanna say, I don't wanna come off as saying, I don't want her to be force sensitive. That's not really what I'm saying. I just really love the idea that she's just a strong woman. Well, yeah,
3: you know, yeah she's just strong. Yeah. yeah, that isn't
0: that isn't what makes her
2: strong. I, I don't think, you know. Right. I, but I, I think I think yeah. with Luke, eventually, that's what makes him strong. Uh, I mean, he wants to get out there and fight the Empire and stuff like that, but he's kind of a a dingleberry until he's actually
0: being taught the Force. You know. He's got and high hopes and ambitions. He's, but... never, he's never intuitive. Yeah, no, not you know, really. He's never a good read on pe. Like, no. has a good read on people. No. He's so a it, tingleberry. It's, it's,
2: kind of a, it's kind of a little bit different. Like He needs the, he needs the force and to be taught to, to, to kind of really find himself. Leia doesn't. Leia knows herself right away. She's force sensitive, but she doesn't need it to define who she is. Um, Luke does. And I think that's a real big difference we're picking up on with the way they're portraying mm-hmm. Leia right now. And I, I like, I, I do, like Justin, I, I absolutely agree with you. I appreciate that, that she's she doesn't need the Force to be Leia. She's just fucking Leia. Yeah. And she's Force-sensitive. Yeah. And that's great.
3: Do I, um, can I, is it okay for me to have a speculative question? Like, of sure. we, yeah. we assume, right, that the next episode is going to involve some sort of direct meeting between Darth Vader and Leia?
2: I I don't Maybe. know how I mean, she's that... being
3: taken by the not necessarily. Prisoner not necessarily. Chick.
2: That would that would that would that scramble would be... some brains. That would scramble it some wouldn't brains. Be,
0: but it wouldn't, it wouldn't defy canon. When she meets no. Vader in Star Wars, she knows
3: who he is. She knows him. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: she seems to know yeah. him. And more than that, you know, she has no reason to think that he would be her father. And he does not believe he has any children.
2: Yeah.
0: Um you know at this point mm-hmm. you know um
2: it's uh, yeah it's interesting if it happens what, what it'll it, happen And i don't think he like. ever knew
0: that he had was gonna have twins
2: oh no
3: do you guys think we're gonna get a really significant character backstory reveal about the third sister
0: yes
2: yeah i think so i mean they were hinting at it in this episode she yeah. sees some shit that kind of gets under her skin
0: uh, I, I believe. I mean, I believe strongly that she's one of the younglings in yeah. the opening
3: scene from the beginning. Yeah, that scene
0: doesn't. The scene doesn't make sense if she's not connected to it somehow. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah, you know, when... um because it's not connected directly to Vader or to uh, Obi Wan.
2: Well, when she comes across the writing on the wall in this episode. She gets kind of and up, she gets pissed. And she sees the Jedi symbol. Yeah, she sees the Jedi symbol. She gets pissed. Yeah. That's that, definitely pointing to your your theory, Justin. That sure. detail,
3: and, that detail, I, I get why it needed to be there for the story. But if you're a Jedi fleeing from the empire in an underground railroad kind of situation, <laughs> you don't write your name on the in the secret, like you don't write people's names on the thing that could be discovered, and then everybody knows who is there. That's I, just Dumb. I
0: hear you. From a from a reason logic standpoint, from a Spock standpoint, yes, that makes uh. sense. But the I think Obi-Wan, the character, is proof positive that these are people who need hope. And we see that he gains hope by seeing Quinlan Voss's name. Mm-hmm.
3: And I get it. I, like I said, I get it from the storytelling side of it. It's just I, I see those kind of details and in my mind I'm thinking, the people who are wanting to protect these people and keep them anonymous. And like that would never, you could never do that. It makes the people who are running this little underground thing seem stupid. And I, a, I think a a dangerously of, stupid. I, but. It,
0: I don't disagree with you what you're saying. I just think that a hallmark of heroes is that making emotional decisions in the name of hope, are, it's important. Sure. You know, it's important. Yeah. Uh, it's inspiring, you know, mm-hmm. so to speak.
3: Right. Just, um,
0: I, but I believe that this show ultimately is going to be the battle for the soul of the third sister.
2: Yeah, I think by saying that,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think she's going to have an opportunity and whether she takes it or not, we'll see, but the opportunity to do, to do the right thing by Leia, if not by Obi-Wan. You yeah, know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's all coming. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's where the, and she was, she was really stellar in this episode, um, the actor. Even just
3: thinking that we could have like just an interstitial thing where she's and Leia are having to deal with each other on the way back <laughs> to <laughs> wherever. And yeah, that's going to be delightful.
0: I think she has um, tremendous presence.
2: As an actor? Even when she's not speaking. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, Absolutely and um, she's
0: uh, I love I love the character too. Mm-hmm. I just love the character. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. I, lo- I so far I'm I'm loving I, all the decisions made. I'm I'm pretty much behind in this series. I mm-hmm. But um I feel like we're we're hitting the end here of this pop-up. <sighs> um we've talked this.
0: Can I make one more prediction? Sure. Because she obviously has a hard on for Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like she's she she's you know, but she also wants to be next to Vader. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but wonder if her intent is to take a shot at Vader, to try to take him out, because
3: that would be a fun twist.
0: Well, maybe. it would make sense because he's yeah. the one who yeah. led the attack on the Jedi Temple. Yeah, yeah. And so if anyone hates him, you can imagine she does. You know, maybe, maybe.
2: Boy, so. that
3: boy that elevates her character in these moments because her ability to mask that from vader just period is that's a huge thing
0: the great thing about vader is and like you can use his character traits to explain so many things that get by him because he's so fucking overconfident well
3: yeah that's Mm -hmm. true too but but still that i mean you don't you you're not that character you're not third sister if you have that in your mind as a you know, an end game and not have to really steal yourself to your task. And that, that would be huge. Anyway.
2: No, it's uh, it's That's all very, it's part. all ve- no, it's all very interesting. We'll very see. Cool. Like, yeah. Um, so maybe we'll be back to talk about more Star Wars. Maybe we won't, maybe more Star Trek. Maybe we won't. This is a pop-up. We'll just kind of do it as we go. So Uh, Follow us uh, on on our social media at popsiclepod.com. Go to our our website at popsiclepod.com to sign up for our newsletter. Um, We just finished talking about Hannibal with our our long-running Murder Husband series. We're going to be tackling Twin Peaks soon with our next long-running series. It's going to be called That Gummy Like. Um, We have a That Episode Was series right now where we're talking about Stranger Things Season 4. So if you've been watching that, join us over there. And uh,
0: yeah, we'll we'll see you soon. Um, and let us let us know what you think deserves a pop-up. Oh yeah, know. please. Yeah, if you, if you, if you have you think, a bug God, up I would your love ass. To hear their, I would love to hear their take on this. If you have a bug up your ass.
3: Yeah, please tell us yeah. what yeah. kind of bug yeah. you have up your ass, how far it is up your, just, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> if it's far enough up
2: there, we'll talk about it. Yes. Um, or, or let us know if something we've said is put a bug up your ass. <laughs> um and then come but, at us kindly yes be uh. nice about it <laughs>
3: yeah we'll have a conversation
2: absolutely oh
3: my goodness um
2: so yeah we'll we'll uh, listen in we'll see you soon this has been a popsicle podcast production